Welcome to the Are They Out There podcast. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Bigfoot. Um, during this podcast, I will tell you I have kind of a special announcement uh, to make about uh, Bigfoot. I think you will all find very intriguing. I know I did, but we're going to save that for a while. Just want to throw that out there, kind of kind of pique your interest a little bit. So Bigfoot, is Bigfoot real? Is Bigfoot a figment of our imagination? Is Bigfoot just some kind of folklore from the Native Americans? Or is it some type of animal that existed back in the day, even further beyond the Native Americans? Bigfoot, Yeti, the abominable snowman. I probably said that all wrong. But different cultures, different areas have called this creature many different names. But probably the most recognizable besides the Yeti is Bigfoot. Now, probably the best captured footage, photo, Anything is going to be the Patterson-Gimlin film back at Bluff Creek in October of 1967. Now, back then, I don't think monkey suits were really that good for films. I don't think anybody really made a good monkey suit that looked as realistic as what that Patterson-Gimlin film shows. Now, you can tell me I'm wrong. You, you can give me your opinions on what you think about that film. But I have to say, that is a very intriguing film on there. And if it was a setup, uh, those guys did it very, very, very well. Uh, I've seen where they have taken it and the strides and the bend of the knees and, and the way the arms swing um, all correlate to some type of bipedal animal and that man would not be able to recreate that. And then I've heard, oh, that's a padded uh, monkey suit that they had worn and people have tried to recreate it. And, you know, it's kind of like flat earth and round earth. There are people who will believe that the earth is flat no matter what you say or try to prove, and uh, those of us who believe the world is round, and we will always believe it's round and never flat. So it's what this is all about. We have our different opinions. We're trying to find out, is this uh, real? So we'd like to just, you know, keep going with this. So anybody who has not seen the uh, Patterson-Gimlin film, um, I would suggest going to YouTube and checking it out. Um, it, like I said, it's a very intriguing film on that. Um, you know, Bigfoot has been associated with uh, UFO sightings over the years. Um, people believe that uh, Bigfoot could be an interdimensional being, that they have the ability to uh, transport themselves or create, create portals and, and go to different dimensions. Uh, some believe that UFOs are bringing Bigfoot here. 
and allowing Bigfoot to roam to, I, I guess, do whatever they're set out to do and then return to the UFOs because there has been uh, a lot of people that have seen Bigfoot, then they see a UFO or they see a UFO and then they see Bigfoot all in the same area. Um, some have claimed they have seen a light come down from a UFO and a hairy bipedal animal walk to the light and then disappear. That, I think a UFO Bigfoot conversation is for another day, but since we're talking about Bigfoot, these, these are some of the things that have come out. Um, can Bigfoot do the interdimensional thing? Don't know until we finally capture one alive, study, film, and actually see it happen. But it's a good theory. I mean, our Native Americans have drawings uh, of these huge creatures. Um, you, you go back to uh, different cultures in different countries. Uh, uh, you know, the Himalayas, they, they have all in, in the past seen and had drawings uh, of these huge bipedal creatures. Now, I found this kind of interesting, and I had forgot about this for a while, this has been a few years, but back in 2019, in the Himalayas, the Indian Army had a specialized unit out uh, doing training, and they ran across these huge footprints in the snow. And they took pictures, and you can look this up. You'll, you'll see them. They actually have a picture of this unit and everything like that. Um, and these footprints measured 32 inches by 15 inches that's i mean not to to be funny or, or use a pun but that's a big foot right there um and yet they can't find the animal but they have these footprints um you know mount everest 1951 you had the shifton and ward um were up there on their expeditions and they stumbled upon these giant footprints and they used their ice picks as a reference to the size of these footprints. And again, no animal recorded. Now, I've seen other film out there that shows something standing on the ridge of the, uh, of the snowy mountaintop, kind of swaying back and forth and then disappears over the edge. Uh, are these type of films real? Yes. Do we know what the animal is? No. Um, but very interesting that the Indian Army itself, uh, in, in 2019, in the Himalayas, and of course Mount Everest is in the Himalayas, uh, run across these prints like Shipton and Ward did back in 1951. I know that um, they had turned these in uh, for cryptozoologists to examine um, and nothing really from what I could find or see or hear came about of them. I think it kind of faded, just like the 1951 photos from Shipton and Ward um, have kind of faded in the past unless you watch some type of Bigfoot show and they, you know, they bring it up and they'll show the photos and, and things like that. Um, the other thing is that I find very interesting, too, when it comes to Bigfoot is when... 
you you get people that talk about the tree knocks, the eerie screams, the different smells. Uh, the woods go quiet, like when you start to smell these smells. Um, they've been described as death, um, rotting meat, um, the skunk smell, very pungent skunk smells. Uh, and I, I think that down in the Florida area where the uh, skunk ape uh, got its name is because of that smell. Um, and it's very interesting that the sightings and in the same things happen around, especially in the United States, where you have sightings in Massachusetts, um, where there's not a lot of forest that's untouched is left. Um, you know, most of our sightings uh, that we have found and seen and, and such like that are your Washington, your Oregon's, where there are just thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of woodland that has not been explored. I mean, we have a, a map of an overlay, but nobody has ever gone in and explored into these woods. And I know a lot of you say, well, no, no, that can't be true. I mean, look at America, uh, you know, the, the population, people have got to have gone in there, but it, it's true. There are parts of our forests in these states that nobody has gone in, they haven't gone and populated it and explored it. I mean, it is wide open and you can get lost in these places. And if we can get lost in there and never be found, who's to say that Bigfoot couldn't be living there and we can't find them for that same reason? It's so vast. The hiding places in the forest is so thick and they blend in. I mean, let's take a rattlesnake, for instance, or any, any snake in the environment in which they live, they blend in. I mean, they're camouflaged. And that's, you know, a defensive thing for animals. They blend in. I mean, how many times have you been walking and you feel like you're being watched? And it turns out that you see a glimpse of a mountain lion or a bobcat, um, or, you know, you run into a bear, but you never saw that bear until you're within 25 to 50 yards of that bear, or any animal for that fact. So who's to say in these forests that have not been explored that a creature such as Bigfoot could be hiding and not be found yet? Uh, the other thing I'll throw out there is the oceans. There are depths of the oceans we have not explored yet. And when we send these robotic submarines down there, we're always finding new life that we never knew existed. So I throw that back to Bigfoot. Who's to say that in these areas that we have never explored, that a creature like that does exist and is thriving? Just because we haven't seen it, killed it, found a dead one, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I mean, we could argue that point all day. Think about that. How many bodies go missing and sometimes all you find are clothes, right? Our biggest hope is to find a true dung pile or something like that with precise DNA that we can test 
that says this is a unknown species. Because right now we basically almost have every species that we've ever encountered. We have their DNA now with the new scientific testings and all of that. And I'm sure everybody's aware of, of that as well. And I believe that once we get DNA of Bigfoot, then we can finally understand, is there a, uh, was there an animal that maybe it evolved from, and as it lived in the woods, it kept evolving to what it is today? I mean, if you believe that man came from ape, and we evolved, then why couldn't an animal evolve into Bigfoot? Again, my opinions, throwing it out there for you guys to digest and think about. Now, I do want your comments. I'd like to hear what you guys think. So please email me. The email address, are they out there? The number one at gmail.com. Now, with that said and my ramblings here on Bigfoot and the woods and everything, it's going to bring me to what I spoke about in the very beginning of this podcast. A friend of mine, which I, I am not going to give names, locations, anything like that from this, and it's something that I had said in the very beginning that anybody gives me information, it's confidential, I'll look into it, we'll do everything we can. If you ask me not to say where it's at, who you are, anything like that, my promise is I won't. So, my friend showed me a film, which I got very, very excited about. This film that was shown to me was in the late spring of 2018 in a very heavily wooded, thick wooded area. Uh, they were wearing GoPros. Uh, this film came from a chess rig GoPro. The thing is, is when they captured what they captured on the film, they had no idea they captured it because they didn't see it with their own eyes while they were out there. While they were out there, my understanding is, and I'm sure if I'm wrong, I'm going to get a, a text or a phone call, um, that the things they were finding were very indicative of other reports when people have run, a, uh, run upon different um, wood, wood tree structures, um, bent over trees, uh, like X's with trees and such like that. In this film, there is a large animal, which I'm going to uh, refer to it right now as an animal, that looks like it is walking upright, and it moves from left to right into the forest. Now, uh, my understanding of where this animal was moving is in a wallow, and it appears to be, from all indications and everything I've been told, and knowing uh, this person's height, uh, the animal seems to be at least 
seven and a half to eight feet tall. We are analyzing this film. Um, I have let the, the, the people know that gave me this recording that I am uh, taking a look at it to make sure frame by frame by frame that it's not a moose, a black bear, any bear, grizzly, uh, any known animal that is out there in those types of forests and wooded areas. Um, I have spent a good five hours of going frame by frame by frame by frame. And I have to tell you that um, I got fixated. And this is, this is one of the problems, I think, when we review films and we, we see things that we want to see something. I focused on something that I thought was part of the animal moving. I'll be upfront with you, it wasn't. It was a tree. But it was the way this person moved that gave it the optical illusion that this black mass was moving. And, and let me give you a little setup here uh, on this. That the, it was a burnt tree, and there were these green branches that kind of broke through the middle of the tree, and you, and you had to kind of look up in the in the picture a little way a little bit to see that the tree continued on after this the green brushy leaves and, and such kind of broke up the tree but it but it was a way that that they moved that gave it the optical illusion that this black mass was was moving and and after I, I, I started looking at it and took a break and was like you know what you, you want to see something so bad you're seeing an animal. So when I finally came back, I realized I was in the wrong part of the film, and it was a tree. It was an optical illusion. And, it, and the best way to put it is um, on Facebook, these people are posting like the 3D photos where like if you move the phone, that, that the picture kind of seems to move around the location of wh whatever the picture is. That's kind of what happened with me getting fixated on that point in the film. So I moved on to where the actual animal part was. And I made sure I picked references in the film to see if this animal passed these points of reference or was it like I saw with the tree that it was moving. And I can honestly say from everything I can tell, this upright animal is walking into the forest. Um, once um, we, we get everything isolated, we're going to clip the film. Um, my son works at a local university here. Uh, we're going to use some of their stuff to um, clear up the image, um, try to um, get a more uh, non-pixelated, because when you blow this up, obviously it is a GoPro and you start to lose the image into the pixelations. It gets fuzzy, um, or as they say, noisy. And so we want to clean up that noise and see what we can see frame by frame by frame by frame by frame on this. Once we get this, we're going to take it to another local university here, and we're going to talk to some of the cryptozoologists uh, and, and such, and those who work with bipedal animals, to get their opinions 
on it. And I plan on doing this with three different universities so we have three objective views of what they think is captured on the film. And once we do that, and I have the permission from the folks that sent me the film, um, we're going to do a, uh, on our YouTube channel, we're going to post it. We're going to show you the film. And you can tell us what you think, what you see. And we will give you, again, uh, the opinions, and we'll do this in another podcast, of what the universities and such. And I may even go up to Idaho, um, as there is a foremost expert, as they call it, on Bigfoot at a university in Idaho. That's the big news. I'm excited about it. I have to tell you, the first time I saw it, and uh, they showed it to me, I the, the hair stood up on my arm. I was giddy like a little kid thinking, wow, this is incredible. And then I had to have my analytical part of me kick in and say, okay, we, we need to make sure what this is before we go running around waving the Bigfoot flag saying, look what we captured. You know, this is the, the new Patterson Gimbal film. And they, they agree with me on what I'm going to do uh, with this. And, uh, and I'm glad that they do because I, I think if we, if we don't take the time to explore every option of these type of things, especially when, when someone catches something like this on film that they didn't even know they had, um, then we should just close the book and believe in everything and, and call it good. And, and, and I want to be able to bring evidence, if we find evidence, um, to the table for everyone to see and, and let you be the judge after we've gone through all of it. And, and if we cannot explain what this animal is, then who knows? Maybe it turns out to be a Bigfoot. And we, we, we have somebody who actually captured it without knowing they captured it. So I, I want to thank you for listening to the ramblings tonight. Again, email me at are they out there? The number one at Gmail. Send me in your opinion. Send me in what you'd like to see us work on. And until next time, keep your eyes open, listen for anything, and just remember, are they out there?